You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. In cricket. Now the fallout continues from this second test. Read the reports or hear the reports in the last 24 hours. Players sent. Packing. They're all jumping on a plane and going home. That's kind of the headline that was coming out. The fact, Australia had a planned four-day break in between tests. It's not the first time that players pack their bags in the middle of a test series and leave the country and take off, especially in India. So that's not, that's not the, the reality of this. The reality is that Pat Cummins is heading home because of family illness. We know that. He will return for the third test. The reality is Josh Hazelwood hasn't played since the SCG test, hasn't recovered from that Achilles injury, so he's coming home. What point is there sitting around not being able to do anything in the nets or on the ground? May as well come home. The series is gone, folks. David Warner, fractured elbow. We know that his position is uncertain at the moment. And then there's Ashton Agar, hasn't played by all reports, he's down on confidence in net bowling, but Andrew McDonald denies he'll go. I'll get to that in just a sec. Now, out of those, David Warner would be the only player who took part in the first two tests who would be missing if they all do jump on a plane and come home. And Davey Warner would leave behind scores of 1, 10 and 15. The ins, Cameron Green. He'll replace Matt Renshaw, who just didn't strike a blow in his three innings. Mitchell Stark working back to full fitness. So both of those players coming back from injury. And, of course, Mitchell Swepson returns after the birth of his first child. So those three would have been coming back anyway and quite possibly coming in anyway, regardless of the second test result and the fallout from it. And then there's a possible Cameron Bancroft. He could open with Usman Khawaja. So whilst it looks bad off the back of what happened... They're jumping on a plane. The skipper's coming home. They're all coming home. The fact is that out of all of those that would possibly be coming home, because we don't know about David Warner, he'd be the only one missing from those that have played. And Green, Stark and Swepson were more than likely going to come on back in anyway or definitely back into the squad. So what's your possible team for the third test? Is it as bad as it seems? Well, the sweeping was. We know that. But is is it as bad as it seems when you look at who's going to come back in. So the possible team for the third test would be Kawaja opening. If Warner's not there, they're going to stick with head. They'll stick with head opening. Then you've got Labashain Smith. Green will come in. Hard to move on Peter Hanscom. 72 not out in that last test. Carey stays. Cummins comes back. Mitchell Stark comes in. And then you've got the option of Murphy or Swepson plus Nathan Lyons. So really, there's not too much of a change. And I think, especially after our discussion yesterday, and I'm sure we'll continue it today, does the team need to change or does the team mindset need to change? Back to Ashton Agar. Hasn't done a thing since he's been there. I did hear a report the other day that hasn't been bowling with confidence in the nets, hasn't got a look in, 
We spoke to Stephen O'Keefe yesterday and Socky said, well, I'm a bit surprised. I'm a bit surprised that you wouldn't be moving on Ashton Agar. That has been backed up by Adam Gilchrist. Have a listen to this on Gilly speaking on SENWA. I mean, what if Ashton Agar uh, don't know whether, I mean, there's been sort of murmurings that he might be on a flight on the way home because he might feel like he's surplus to requirements over there. And I can understand why without being in the camp and knowing the finer detail as to why he wasn't picked. But it's, it's a pretty big insult that I know from from touring, you know, and being on a lot of tours, uh, you just felt that if you were picked on the tour as a first member picked in a, in a broader squad, you know, if there's an injury or something, unless it's a pretty extreme like for life that has to come in, you, you generally expected the, the guys that were the sort of first reserves to step in and... Um, uh, yeah, so that's a bit of a a bit of a body blow for him, I would imagine. Yeah. So what happens next for Ashton Agar? Um, Ian Healy said yesterday. Well, is there any point in him sitting around doing nothing? So back to another player jumping on the plane. Shock and outrage that he might be jumping on the plane heading home. But what purpose do you serve sitting around if you're not bowling any well in in the nets? What purpose sitting around doing nothing throughout the games? You could be back here, getting your confidence back. So perhaps that's one thing to take a look at. Then, of course, we think about the tactics. Now, Andrew McDonald has sat down with Barat Sundarayson for the SEN podcast and had this to say about the Australians' tactics in that second test. No, we, we don't necessarily have sort of team batting plans. It's more individual. Yeah, to say that it was a team plan to go out there and play that way would be false. I think a few players got away from what makes them really good players um, in that moment. And, you know, was it pressure or was it perceived pressure? I'm not sure. Or were we just hurrying towards that total that we wanted to to set up for, for, for India to, to chase and to have great pressure on them? So it would be a combination of factors. Um, but ultimately, there was some poor decisions. You know, it's, it's a balance, I think, defence and, and attack. So probably got the balance wrong. It's hard to get a read on that, isn't it? Help me through that one, folks. Help me through it. I mean, this is without the benefit of their full-blown review and they'll dive through the statistics and they'll probably look at that sweep shot percentage and go, we got that wrong. If it wasn't a team plan, why did the majority of the team decide to do it? Did they all think that sweeping was good? Or was it a collective mindset that they all went out there? I don't know what to read into that from Andrew McDonald, but as are things as bad as they seem? Is it time to cool our jets with the Australian test team? Let him get away. <laughs> Let him get out. The series is done. It's dusted. What what do they serve now? What purpose does it serve to come on back and level up the series? Aside from the world challenge, you know, the, the, the world rankings, do we want to be part of that? I mean, I think things are going to have to go spectacularly bad not to. Or is it time for something revolutionary? Fingers will be pointed left, right and centre. We know that. Individuals will be earmarked for removal. We know that. They're not going to tip the bucket out completely. They will more than likely try and steady the ship as much as they can, not make wholesale changes. But is it time for something revolutionary in Australian cricket? Or do we just cool our jets? An Indian series is an Indian series in India. It's the hardest thing you can do. The Ashes series begins on June 16. And that's got to be the next focus, has it not? Sure, they've got to try and right the ship for the third test and the fourth test, but it ain't going to win the Border Gavaskar Trophy.